अंधकार निरोधिवीये सदा शिव स्वामी विद्यारण्य Aranya means forest vidya means knowledge he was indeed the forest of knowledge and therefore his name was vidyaranya uh, he was a very great man before he took the sanyasa diksha he was a minister in the kingdom of vijayanagaram in the south of india for a number of years and he was largely responsible for the prosperity and for the development of that kingdom during that time also he had written a number of number of texts number of books <coughs> of course the history is not very clear but he is also it seems that his earlier name was sayana so the sayana is the one who has written bhashya or the commentaries on all the four vedas and so many other texts uh, he is supposed to have written texts on uh, astrology texts on vedanta as well as texts on uh, on medicine but of course he is most well known for his work in vedanta and panchadashi is one of his very important works because it discusses the principles of vedanta in great detail a text is written either to propound the principle or to establish the principle you establish the principle by dismissing the opposite views so by this method of purupaksha and siddhanta so you present the purupaksha the view of the opponent and then show the defect or the deficiency of the fallacy in his thinking and thus establish the siddhanta the principle that method <coughs> is one method other method is simply state your own siddhanta your own uh, uh, principle so panchadashi primarily does that it does not uh, indulge much into the method of dismissing the opponents although it is done very often now and then but mainly it just states here the principles of vedanta and for so doing as we will find uh, the the author takes certain statements from shruti from the upanishads and expounds them at great detail so these are the texts also which enable us to understand which in fact give us an insight into the upanishads which analyze the upanishad statements and thus give us an understanding of how to study the upanishad give us the vision of the upanishads 
and that's what this author has done as we will see subsequent in subsequent chapters <coughs> the first chapter now this consists of 15 chapters the text consists of 15 chapters it can be looked upon as three groups of five chapters each the first group of five chapters they basically discusses viveka a discrimination between the self and the non self the second chapter basically reveals or expounds the nature of the self which is consciousness so they are known as deepa prakrana deepa means lamp so the second the first five chapters have the name viveka discrimination second five chapters have the name deepa the lamp lamp which stands for which is light or the light that is consciousness and so the consciousness aspect of atma is expounded there in the first third five chapters have the names ananda ananda means fullness and so sat chit ananda that's the nature of atma sat means existence and that aspect is primarily discussed in the first five chapters chit means consciousness that is primarily discussed in the middle five chapters ananda means fullness that is discussed in the last five chapters in general that does not mean that the other aspects are not discussed but primarily this is how the arrangement is it is also said that perhaps all the 15 chapters are not written by vidyaranya some people believe that the first 10 chapters are written by vidyaranya and the last 5 chapters are perhaps written by another teacher whose name is bharati tirtha <coughs> and bharati tirtha is uh, supposed to be one of the teachers of vidyaranya so bharati tirtha must have completed this text when vidyaranya could not complete this vidyaranya is considered to have two teachers one is shankarananda other is bharati tirtha as we will find he opens the text with a salutation to his teacher whose name is shankarananda <laughs> now like morning uh this text also we can read the the sanskrit commentary and here again we have to uh, say that you should have to listen to this with a certain attitude of not being frustrated by the use of sanskrit there may be some of you who perhaps may not be very familiar with it may not be able to read it very clearly or may not be able to understand it but that should not frustrate you or that should not in any way uh, turn you off let us say uh because we will try to uh, uh present this as completely as possible in english also so that those who are not familiar with sanskrit do not miss anything on the other hand those who are familiar with sanskrit will perhaps gain a little more <clears throat> and it's easier for me to use the tika and talk about it it's i guess it's mainly for the convenience of the speaker you know that we are using the tika and also you yourself will have something to refer to so you can take the text and the sanskrit commentary and yourself dwell upon it and that is how it should help you also <coughs> so i believe that each all of you have this sanskrit tika okay 
सिंस देर प्रथम तत्व विवेक प्रकरणम फर्स्ट चैप्टर इज नेम्ड तत्व विवेक प्रकरण मीन्स चैप्टर तत्व तत्व मीन्स ट्रूथ एंड विवेक मीन्स डिस्क्रिमिनेशन सो दस्ट चैप्टर इज तत्व विवेक डिस्क्रिमिनेटिव एनालिसिस ऑफ द तत्व ऑफ द ट्रूथ एज वी आर डिस्कसिंग इन द मॉर्निंग डिस्क्रिमिनेशन इज नीडेड इन ऑर्डर टू नो द ट्रूथ because the truth and the untruth both of them are very intimately mixed up as though and therefore it becomes necessary to be able to appreciate the truth in and through the untruth so satyam and mithya they do not stand satyam means truth mithya means untruth they don't stand apart from each other otherwise there would be no difficulty in recognizing what is what but both of them are found together in fact mithya or the untruth cannot exist unless it is supported by the truth and therefore the truth is wherever the untruth is satya is wherever mithya is because mithya cannot exist without satya but then that mithya or the untruth also is taken by us to be true or real and so to understand what is real and what is unreal becomes very important because the real and the unreal are both found together the common illustration is given and that is that of the red hot iron ball so we have an iron ball now when you heat it in fire in course of time it becomes hot and red hot and is called fire ball now for the one who does not know what exactly it is might think that the fire is of the sh- of the round shape someone may think that there is round fire if you doesn't know that the roundness belongs to iron and the redness and the heat belong to fire if this discriminative knowledge were not there then one would conclude that there is round fire well fire actually doesn't have any form but it seems to gain the form as though because of its contact with iron thus the form that belongs to iron is as though imparted to fire and the fire appears to be round on the other hand the iron gains an ability to burn it is iron that appears red hot so that burning capacity or the burning nature which belongs to fire is as though imparted to iron and thus there is a mutual imparting of the attributes of one to the other the roundness of the fire is as the impart roundness of the iron is as the imparted to fire and the red color and the heat of the fire is as the imparted to iron and if we do not know fire as fire and iron as iron then we may conclude that here is round fire which would be a wrong conclusion <coughs> so so also this body is like a red hot iron ball body by itself is inert but then because of the presence of consciousness the body also appears to be conscious and therefore naturally we conclude that body is self we know that that which is conscious is self the body appears to be conscious and therefore body also is taken to be self and so also the sense organs and the mind and the intellect all of them appear to be conscious because being because of being blessed by consciousness and therefore we commit the error of taking them to be the self so the error is already there and in order to become free from this error 
we have to recognize atma the consciousness as consciousness and anatma the body mind intellect as that which is not atma is something different from atma this is discriminative analysis or discriminative knowledge is essential and that is the subject matter of the first chapter tattva viveka viveka means a discrimination of the truth discrimination of the real from non real or satya from mithya <coughs> and there is one tika or one sanskrit commentary available on panchadashi and that is by ramakrishna so this sanskrit commentary is by a, a teacher whose name was ramakrishna and he himself starts with an invocation to to the teachers says here natva shri bharati tirtha vidyaranya munishwaro pratyak tattva vivekasya क्रियते पदीपिकाविंग सल्यूटेड श्री भारती तीर्थ विद्यारण्य मुनीश्वर सो दिस टीकाकारा हिमसेल्फ ऑफर सल्यूटेशन टू द टू टीचर्स भारती तीर्थ इज नेम द पर्सन इज अ टीचर ऑफ विद्यारण्य एंड विद्यारण्य इज अनदर टीचर ही ऑफर्स इज सल्यूटेशन टू बोथ ऑफ देम बिकॉज दिस टेक्स्ट इज रिटर्न बाय both of them the first 10 chapters by vidyaranya the second 5 chapters by bharati tirtha why do they write the name of bharati tirtha first and vidyaranya second because bharati tirtha is supposed to be the teacher of vidyaranya and therefore his name is mentioned first munishwaro both of them are munishwara both of the muni is a contemplative sage ishwara is the one who is most exalted among so these two are the most exalted among the contemplative sages and to them i offer my salutation <coughs> having offered the salutations to them and the offering salutations now you place yourself in a position when as we said you you acquire the grace of the teacher to whoever you offer salutation you acquire the favor and so in order to acquire the favor of the teachers so that he will be blessed by the teachers he will get the right kind of ideas and inspiration and will be able to complete this text he offer the salutations and thus says pratyak tattva vivekasya this particular chapter which is the tattva vivek prakarana pratyak means the self kriyate padadeepika he names his commentaries padadeepika deepika deepa means lamp deepika means a small lamp What does a lamp do? Lamp illumines. Here he says this comment is called Pada Deepika. It is a lamp which illumines Pada or the words. So the words of this text are illumined. The meaning is brought out. So he names his commentary as Pada Deepika, which brings out the meaning of the words of this text, Panchadasi. <coughs> And now he starts his commentary. Before discussing the first verse itself he gives an introduction <coughs> he says prarikshitasya granthasya avignena parisamapti prachaya gamanabhyam shishtachara paripraptam ishta devata guru namaskara lakshanam mangalacharanam svena anushtitam shishya shikshasam shlokena उपनिबद्धनाति 
अर्थात विषय प्रयोजने च विद्यारण्य Wants to commence or begin this text, Panchadasi. So Vidyaranya, who is desirous of beginning this text, Panchadasi. What does he desire? Avignana Parisamapti. So he desires that this text, the writing of the text, must take place without vidhna or without obstacles. So with a desire to be able to compose this text without any obstacles. Prachayagamanabhyam What does an author desire? Not only he desires that his work be completed without obstacles but he also desires that his work should be read. You are not merely content that you have written a book or published a book. Well that you have written a book is not enough it should be published. It is not enough that it is published it should go to the right people. It is not enough that it goes to the right people it should be understood by them. is not enough that they understand they should gain the knowledge and they should gain the fruit of that knowledge this much the author desires when he writes and therefore it is said first of all granthasya parisamapti he desires that this text must be con- completed without any obstacles prachay gamanabhyam prachay means pracharam that this should this particular text must spread among the seekers and that they should be able to gain the benefit of this work that also he desires and for there also there should be no obstacles because we believe that everything can be done if there are no obstacles and all we have to do is to remove the obstacles <coughs> and for elimination of obstacle into this process shishtachara paripraptha shishtachara paripraptam ishta devata guru namaskara lakshanam mangalacharanam mangalacharanam means invocation invocations are of different kinds first is namaskara lakshanam that you offer salutation this is one kind of invocation aashirvadatmakam that you pray for something that's another in kind of invocation vastu nirdesha roopam that you point out the nature of reality so these three ways you invoke the lord you invoke the lord by this describing what the lord is or you invoke the grace of the lord by asking for something prayer or you invoke the lord by offering him salutation these are the three ways of doing invocations or mangalacharanam what is the nature of this mangalacharanam what's the nature of this invocation namaskara lakshanam the this invocation is of the nature of namaskara or offering salutation salutation offered to whom ishta devata guru he offers salutations to ishta devata ishta devata means the the deity who is worshiped means the lord and guru the teacher he offers salutations to the lord as well as the teacher <coughs> why does he do that very to get this idea that this is what you should do while when beginning of a work 
that you should offer salutation in this manner. Where did you get this idea? Sushishtachara paripraptam. You don't find this in the Vedas or in other texts. But then you learn things from the, from the books as well as you learn a lot of things from the, the wise people. So the way they conduct themselves, from the conduct of the learned also, you learn a lot of things. So Ishta, I mean Shishta, Shishta means a learned people, like Veda Vyasa, like Shankaracharya and all these great people. We find that they also commence their work with the Mangalacharanam, with invocation. So the great text Mahabharata, which is written by Veda Vyasa, begins with an invocation. Narayanam Namaskritya offering my salutation to Narayana, Lord Narayana. Narayanam Namaskritya Devim Saraswatim Cha <coughs> offer my salutation to Saraswati. Ah, Narayanam Namaskritya Narayanam Narottamam I offer my salutation to Arjuna, the Nara. I offer my salutation to Saraswati. And then I commence this text. So this is, this is the tradition among the learned that they always begin with an invocation. And therefore, this Vidyaranya Swami also follows that tradition. Shishtachara <coughs> paripraptam ishtadevata guru namaskara lakshanam mangala charanam svena anushtitam He says, svena anushtitam when he does this invocation, then he gains the grace of the Guru as well as the Lord. At the same time, shishya shikshartham Shishyahavi evam kuryuhu. May the disciples also follow the same tradition. So teacher does it whether it is necessary or not, as you said. But then he does it in order to validate the current tradition. And the tradition is to always begin the work with an invocation. Vidyarani Swami also does it so that his disciples also may do and the same tradition may continue. <coughs> Slokena Upanibadnati. In the first verse, this Mangalacharanam or invocation is done as a salutation to the teacher as well as the Lord. And in so doing, Arthat, in so doing, Vishaya Prayojanecha Suchedi. He also indicates Vishaya and Prayojanam. <coughs> Vishaya means the subject matter of the text, and Prayojanam, the purpose of this text. This you must have known that it is customary that in the beginning of any text you must state what they call Anubandha Chatushta. <coughs> the fourfold things which are related to a text. And what are the four things related to a text? First is Vishaya. What is subject matter of the text? When you go to a bookstore, for example, going to a bookshop, then you will look for the subject matter in which you are interested. I am interested in psychology or I am interested in philosophy, whatever. So they always have psychology, philosophy, language, this vishaya, the subject matter is first identified and so I would only go to those books there in which I am interested, subject matter. Second is the adhikari. Who is the one who is best fitted for that particular text. Whether he is a text meant for graduate students, undergraduates, high school students or what. And so then we will see. So generally speaking when we buy a book we open and read the introduction. 
and we find what is it that is being discussed here and what is the audience to whom this is addressed so when you write your thesis or whatever you write even write a letter you always have in mind the audience to whom to which this particular letter or this work is addressed if i am that audience well and good otherwise the book will be no good for me suppose the book is written for graduate students and i happen to be just a high school student then i cannot i cannot benefit it from that book so adhikari who is a fit student i should not say fit student but who is the one who will be most benefited from this that also must be clar- clarified by the author himself so that we don't take the trouble of reading the whole book and then discovering that is not meant for me <coughs> then prayojanam the purpose why is this book written or what is it that you accomplish by study of this book that prayojanam is very important so they say sanskrit in 30 days you know then i know that by studying this book i'll be able to pass examination that's the purpose so purpose is to pass examination or secure a grade or some good grades so that that is called prayojanam or the purpose here also what is the purpose of this text to gain the knowledge of brahman to gain knowledge of atma why in order to gain moksha or freedom that will be the purpose that will be stated if you are not interested in that purpose we will not bother about that book suppose someone says the purpose of this book is so that you can go to heavens if you are not interested in heavens i won't bother about the book and the purpose is to gain liberation somebody is not interested in liberation some people are so happy with their life that they don't want liberation they say we want to continue with this and next birth also i want the same thing again and again in that case he will not be interested in that book so prayojanam purpose is important and the fourth is what they call sambandha the relationship in what way this the content of the text are related to the purpose suppose moksha or liberation is the purpose and this book gives me the knowledge of atma what should i do after gaining the knowledge of atma so that i gain moksha is it necessary that i should meditate is it necessary that i should perform some rituals is it necessary that some processes must i must go through before i gain liberation answer is no the knowledge is a direct means for moksha as it will be stated and that way the sambandha or the relationship also must be clear if this were a book of karma kanda or rituals then the ritual may promise you heaven but then merely knowledge of ritual is not enough you must perform the ritual knowledge of food alone is not enough to appease hunger but we must cook the food and eat it then alone the hunger will be appeased so cookbook you have what is sambandha the relationship of the cookbook with the food that after studying the cookbook you must actually cook so then the sambandha is of a different kind here on the other hand the study of the text itself gives you the knowledge which is a direct means for moksha and so that kind of sambandha also will be indicated in the first verse as the tikagara points out vishayap prayojane sujayati in the process of offering salutation to the lord and the teacher the author also accomplishes the indication of the subject matter as well as the purpose of the text <coughs> so with that much introduction we can now read the first verse namah shri shankarananda गुरुपादाबुजन्मने 
सविलास महामोह ग्राहक ग्रासैक कर्मणे नमः माय सल्यूटेशंस टू श्री शंकरानंद गुरुपादाम्बु जन्मने यू ऑफर्स इस सल्यूटेशंस टू हूँ गुरुपादाम्बु जन्मने सो दिस दिस कंपाउंड विच इस विच कंसीडर्ड ऑफ सो मेनी वर्ड्स श्री शंकरानंद गुरुपादा अम्बु जन्मने अम्बु मींस वाटर Ambu Janma, Janma means birth. That which is born in water is called Ambu Janman. What is born in water? Lotus. Of course, many things are born in water, but what we are interested in here, or what is indicated here, is lotus. So, Ambu Janmane to the lotus, I offer my salutation. What kind of a lotus is this? Pada Ambu Janmane. Pada means feet. To the lotus foot. To the lotus foot. I offer my salutation. It is not the lotus, the the foot of the teacher, the feet of the teacher, which are comparable to lotus. So the lotus feet of my teacher, I offer the salutation. Who is the teacher? Guru Pada Mujanmane, the lotus feet of the teacher, and who is the teacher? Sri Shankarananda. Shankarananda is the name of the teacher. To my teacher, who is Shankarananda, to his lotus feet. I offer these salutations. <coughs> What is the nature of this teacher? Then he describes: Savilasa Mahamohagrahagrasaika Karmane. Karma means action. Eka Karmane, whose only act or whose only task is grahagrasa. Graha means a shark. Grasa means to swallow. So the, this teacher is the one whose only act or whose only job is to swallow the shark. Shark which swallows everything. This teacher is the one who swallows his very shark. <coughs> What is the nature of the shark? You know. So Mahamoha. The shark is Mahamoha. Moha means abhiveka, non-discriminant or error or delusion. You might call it ignorance. Mahamoha, this great delusion, which is of the nature of samsara. <coughs> so my teacher is the one who swallows the shark of this great delusion. That is avidya, the ignorance. Not only ignorance, but the products of ignorance. Savilasa, virasa, virasa means play. This ignorance has a great play. Ignorance has so many effects. Ignorance results into ahankar, the sense of individuality; mamakara, the sense of mindness; raga, dvesha, likes and dislikes. All of this is arming or the progeny of this ignorance. You know, in Ramayana, this Ravana is there, the hydra-headed Ravana. You know, this demon. He has his brothers and he has his sons and he has a big army. Then you can destroy his Ravana when you destroy his army first. Otherwise, you cannot destroy him. He is protected by all this. And so also, this demon of ignorance can be destroyed when you first destroy his army. What is his army? The Ragadvesha, 
अहंकार ममकार राग द्वेष अभिनिवेश फियर लाइक्स डिसलाइक्स फियर द सेंस ऑफ पोजेशन द सेंस ऑफ इंडिविजुअलिटी ऑल दीज आर द प्रोडक्ट्स ऑफ इग्नोरेंस माय टीचर इज एंड दिस इग्नोरेंस अलोंग विद ऑल इट्स प्रोडक्ट्स इज कंपेयर्ड टू अ शार्क माय टीचर इज वन हुज ओनली जॉब इज टू स्वॉलो दिस वेरी शार्क अलोंग विद ऑल इट्स इफेक्ट्स और ऑल इट्स प्रोजेनी to the lotus feet of such a teacher i offer my salutation <coughs> now the tigagara explains this verse <coughs> first of all he explains the word shankara because the name of the teacher is shankarananda shankarananda is you know consists of two words shankara and ananda what is the meaning of the word shankara says here शम करोति शंकर शमीन सुखम सो शम करोति सुखम करोति वन हु ब्रिंग्स अबाउट हैप्पीनेस वन हु ब्रिंग्स अबाउट ऑस्पिशियसनेस इज कॉ शंकर शमीन्स हैप्पीनेस और ऑस्पिशियसनेस वन हु ब्रिंग्स अबाउट हैप्पीनेस इज कॉ शंकर हु इज वन हु ब्रिंग्स अबाउट द हैप्पीनेस रियली सकल जगद आनंदकर परमात्मा हु इज वन हु इन रियालिटी ब्रिंग्स हैप्पीनेस द लॉर्ड परमात्मा सकल जगद आनंदकर वन हु ब्रिंग्स अवर हैप्पीनेस फॉर द इंटायर क्रिएशन इवन दो वी मे फील दैट द हैप्पीनेस कम्स फ्रॉम अ पर्टिकुलर ऑब्जेक्ट सो व्हेन वी एक्सपीरियंस समथिंग दैट इज लाइक्ड बाय अस देन वी फील हैप्पीनेस बट दैट हैप्पीनेस कम्स फ्रॉम वेयर not really from that object although it looks as though the happiness comes from the object that is desirable but in reality happiness comes from where from the self from parmatma and therefore it is parmatma it is the lord who in fact gives us happiness through the agency of different objects object is inert little insignificant what capacity does it have to give me happiness no Who really gives me happiness? Paramatma, the Lord. He gives me happiness. And so, and and the Tika got a quote here, a statement from Taittiri Upanishad: "Esha Sheva Anandayati, Esha hi Eva Anandayati iti shudehe." So Taittiri Upanishad says, "Esha hai Paramatma. This Paramatma indeed, He is the only one who Anandayati, Sukhayati." who makes people happy who gives happiness to the people as taitri upanishad said raso vaisaha rasagghyevayam labdhanandi bhavati kohyavanyat kapranyat yadesha akash anando nasyat esha shevanandayati sahadar paramatma is the nature of rasa rasa means happiness swami gave somebody name rasa and somebody gave us sara you know so rasa means happiness raso vaisaha the lord is of the nature of happiness nature of ananda and rasagushyevai labdha nandi bhavati a person becomes happy whenever he gets that rasa or joy and who is the one who gives us joy it is the lord who always gives us joy indirectly through the objects or directly when we have the knowledge but the source of happiness always is only one and that's the lord so shankara shankara means 
one who brings about happiness and who is that paramatma that's a real that's a one who really brings about happiness so shankara means paramatma the lord <coughs> or param brahma okay now this name shankarananda has two words shankara and ananda what is ananda the tikagar explains ananda niratisha premaspadatvena paramananda rupa pratyagatma <coughs> so ananda is the self shankara is brahma or paramatma ananda is self as will be explained in this very text itself that self is of the nature of ananda or happiness why do we say that because it is dear to me wherever there is love there must be happiness also i would only love that which makes me happy nobody would love something that makes us unhappy you would only love that which makes us happy now it is very well known that everyone loves the self more than anything else atmastu kamaya sarvam priyam bhavati whatever is dear is dear only because it is the self that is dear well this is going to be discussed in the very text this text in the last five chapters but you know the very famous dialogue between yagnyavalkya and his wife maitreyi our yagnyavalkya says when he calls his two wives maitreyi and kaktyayini these are the two wives of yagnyavalkya he calls them one day and says well i am now going to leave the house whatever wealth i have has been equally divided between the two of you and you will be so that you can live comfortably and now i am going to go to the forest so one one of them is kartya and he was happy so okay if you made provisions for us fine but the other one maitre was very intelligent she says uh, you are going to forest for what well to deny i renounce everything i want to be a wandering monk why so that i will revel in happiness so this uh, this wife says maitre is that's interesting you are you are giving us the wealth saying that we will be happy which very wealth you are renouncing for becoming happy you see you are renouncing this very wealth for becoming happy and you are telling us that you remain happy with this wealth if there was happiness in the wealth then why are you renouncing it and therefore this is that this doesn't seem to be right can you give me is this wealth going to make me give me amrutatvam or give me a lasting happiness please tell me is this wealth going to give me lasting happiness yadnyal says no amrutatvasya nashasti vittena by wealth you can never get immortality or lasting happiness maitre says well that's what i want and ever please tell me that by which i can gain lasting happiness yadnyal goes immensely happy he says you always been very dear to me but right now you are particularly dear to me please sit down here and i will tell you what it is and thus he starts teaching her and then he says hey maitrey don't you think that the wife is dear for the sake of wife then what he says it is for the sake of the atma she would ask aren't you dear to you he says well you are dear to me all right but not for your own sake नवारे जाया ही कामाय जाया प्रियम भवदी आत्मनस्तु कामाय 
jaya priyam bhavati it is not for the sake of wife that the wife is dear it is for the sake of atma that the wife is dear that may be with you but i love you definitely she says navare patihu kamaya patihi priyo bhavati atmastu kamaya patihi priyo bhavati is not that the husband is dear for the sake of husband it is for the sake of atma the self the husband is dear and then yajnaval ka list all the whole you know lots of things there it is not for the sake of wealth the wealth is dear it is for the sake of atma not for the sake of money that money i mean son that is son is dear for the sake of self and ultimately says it is for the sake of atma that anything is dear because atma is dear one always loves oneself and whoever or whatever reflects that self also becomes an object of love moment that thing or being if stops reflecting the self it no more remains an object of love and so atma the self is always the object of love says niratishaya premaspadatvena <clears throat> and how much love do i have for myself is there any limit would i say that where i love myself during the during morning you know i don't love in the evening or i love during mondays and wednesdays and fridays but not on the other days or i love myself when i am in the home but not when i am outside it is unconditional love love for my atma is the one that gives me unsurpassable happiness because it is an object of unsurpassable love says paramananda roopa param niratisha premaspadatvena paramananda roopa atma is the nature of param ananda limitless joy and so ananda means atma because atma is of the nature of limitless joy why do we say that because atma is the very basis for the love atma is very locus the very locus of unsurpassable love and the atma is the source of unsurpassable happiness so ananda means atma the self pratyek atma <coughs> the indwelling self pratyek pratyek is an interesting word you know pratyek means what prati and ansh pratikulyana anjati so that which goes in a different in the reverse direction is called pratyek the whole world is limited whole world is inert whole world is on nature of sorrow to say that which is just opposed to that that which is of the nature of ananda that which is conscious that atma it always goes in a direction opposite to that of the creation so it's called pratyek pratyek means pratyagata means indwelling self or inner self the self so very interestingly this tika this tika kar explains here the commentator how shankara that word means lord or paramatma and ananda means the self why is ananda the self because ananda as a self is the object of love and therefore it is of nature of happiness so shankara ananda the two words shankara means param brahma ananda means atma and thus it shows the identity between brahma and atma the very word shankara ananda that he explains shankara chasau anandashayati shankara ananda 
दैट विच इज शंकर एज वेल एज आनंद इज कॉ शंकर आनंद प्रत्येक अभिन्न है परमात्मा सो दिस शंकर आनंद इज एंजॉय वॉट द कॉल सामानाधिकरण्य दे आर इन द सेम लोकस एंड सो देर इज एन आइडेंटिटी बिटवीन शंकर एंड आनंद सो प्रत्येक अभिन्न परमात्मा परमात्मा द लॉर्ड और परम ब्रह्म हु इज नॉन डिफरेंट फ्रॉम द सेल्फ सो शंकर आनंद इज बोथ परम ब्रह्म एज वेल एज आत्मा एव गुरु दैट हैपन्स टू बी द नेम ऑफ द टीचर सो शंकर आनंद ऑन वन हैंड रिविल्स ब्रह्म इट रिविल्स आत्मा रिविल्स आइडेंटिटी बिटवीन द टू एज वेल एज इट रिविल्स द वेरी टीचर बिकॉज इट्स नेम ऑफ द टीचर स एव गुरु वाई डू कॉल इम गुरु वाई डू से दैट शंकर आनंद इज गुरु दैट पर्सन हु इज नेम शंकर आनंद हाउ डू से इज गुरु But who can be called guru? He quotes here a statement as to who is a guru. Says, "Paripakkumalayetan utsadana hetu shakti patena yojeti paretatve sa dikshaya achari murdistha." It is Agamat. This kind of a traditional statement is there. That Shankarananda, who is a lord. is also the guru <coughs> because it is the lord who appears before us in the form of the teacher <coughs> and therefore my teacher is the same lord because it is lord who appears in the form of teacher how do you say that says here see <coughs> last word is there acharya murtistha acharya means the teacher murti means the form so one who obtains in the form of the teacher आचार्य मूर्ति द लॉर्ड वट डज डू परिपक्वमलाहायतान उत्साधन हेतु शक्ति पातेन योजयति परेतत्वे परेतत्वे योजयति वन हु जॉइन्स और कनेक्ट्स और टीचेस अबाउट द परंपरा तत्व द ट्रूथ दीक्षया बाय दीक्षा बाय मंत्र दीक्षा और बाय टीचिंग सो द वन who through the agency of teaching initiates the people initiates the students into paratatva or into the the limitless the truth that is limitless <coughs> paratatva means supreme reality well we don't like this kind of words here anyway so paratatva means that which is limitless and that which is true one who initiates his disciples into this the truth that is limitless How diksha by teaching by upadesha and how does he do that? Shakti pate na by shakti pate. So by imparting the power, the guru or the teacher imparts a power to the students, power to the disciple. And what does that power do? Utsadana hetu shakti pate na that power which destroys all the obstacles. What are the obstacles? Obstacles in the path of knowledge. What are the obstacles? Ignorance is an obstacle. Doubt another obstacle. Error another obstacle. These are the obstacles in the in the path of knowledge. The teacher, by the upadesha of the teaching, imparts that ability to the student, with which he is able to eliminate all the obstacles and thus able to gain the knowledge. <coughs> Who are those disciples? परिपक्वमलाहाये 
those disciples who are paripakko malaha whose malaha impurities have been largely removed so those disciples who are of the nature of who enjoy a pure heart to them this teacher initiates into this knowledge and gives them the ability to overcome or destroy all the obstacles and thus gain the knowledge of the truth who does this the lord does it in what form acharya murtistha the lord who obtains in the form of the teacher teaches or gives the upadesha to the disciples initiates them into the knowledge of this truth and enables them to eliminate all the obstacles which are there in the path of the knowledge and thus enables them to gain the knowledge of the truth this is what the lord does lord in the form of teacher therefore shankar ananda which means lord alone is my teacher because that lord alone appears in the form of my teacher and dispels the darkness of ignorance <coughs> that's what tikakara says saiva guru hu shankarananda himself is guru so shri shankarananda guru so shankarananda eva guru shankarashchasavananda shankarananda shankarananda eva guru hu shankarananda guru hu <coughs> okay then he proceeds to explain shri shankarananda shri means lakshmi so shri means wealth or shri means power shri means prosperity or shri also means knowledge so shri shankarananda he explains that shri mans chasau shankarananda guru shaydi shri shankarananda guru hu <coughs> shri man one is possessed of shri shri means beauty wealth knowledge power so one who is possessed of this wealth beauty power as well as one who is a teacher is called shri shankarananda guru <coughs> gandhadvipa ityadi vat samasah is class of compound is gandhadvipa never heard of it dvipa dvipa means an elephant gandha means fragrance an elephant possessed of fragrance is called gandhadvipa gandhadvipa means gandhama gandhavan dvipaha that one is not there you know gandhadvipa means gandhavan dvipaha an elephant possessed of fragrance is is an exalted elephant so it's called gandhadvipa similarly also shri shankaracharya guru shriman shankaracharya guru like gandhavan dvipaha shriman guru the guru shankarananda who is possessed of shri <coughs> Shri means what? Aishwarya. Shri means wealth. Shri means Aishwarya. What is the nature of Aishwarya? Says the Tikagar, Anena Shri Groho Animadi Aishwarya Sambandhatvam Suchitam. He says, my teacher is possessed of all the powers. His, Shri means power. You know the Yoga Shastra talks about different powers of Siddhis. Anima, Garima, Lakhima. By the power of Yoga, you can become of the size of an atom or you can become big you become heavy you can become light have you heard of all this so these are the kind of powers that they're talking about in yoga shastra with which i'm not concerned but anyway he says my teacher is one who possesses all these powers shri means it stands for all the siddhis or powers so anena 
श्री गुरु हो अणिमादेश्वरी संबंधित सूचित दैट द गुरु इज वन हुस पावर्स सो दैट ही इज एबिलिटी टू हेल्प द स्टूडेंट्स आफ्टर ऑल इफ यू टू हेल्प द डिसाइबर्स यू मस्ट है You must have some ability. Love is a great thing. Anyway, love itself is a great force. Knowledge is another great force, and something the teacher must have by which he can bless the students. So, by using this attribute, Sri, here the Granthakara says that my teacher is the one who is possessed of the abilities to bless the students with knowledge. Whatever is required, whatever obstacles are there on the path of the student, the teacher is able to remove them. <coughs> Or Sri Shankaranand Guru, who that very compound is explained in a different way by what they call Trutiya Tatpurusha Shriya Sri Shankar Shriya Bhutiya Shankaroti Di Shankara Hai. One who brings about happiness with the help of Shri or the wealth. Ratir Datuf Parayana Mitishrute Hai. Again, quotes from Bhagavan. See this first or first few verses have all this elaborate tikas. Don't think that this is how it is all along. It's much simpler later, okay? So, but to begin with, he expresses a lot of his panditte, a lot of his scholarship. So the tika karas also have, you know, to prove their existence. And therefore, so he <laughs> he, he shows a lot of his scholarship. But uh, don't think that this is how it's going to be all along. Uh, subsequently, it's going to be pretty simple. But anyway. Here, this uh, Shri Shankara is explained differently. Shriya Shankara has Shriya Shankarodi, one who brings about happiness by his wealth or by his power. <coughs> so, one is possessed of power, or one who brings about happiness by his power. Ratir Datuf Parayanam, or Ratir Datuf Parayanam. Ratihi means karma phala. Datuhu means one who is karma phala data. means ishwara the paramatma parayanam this guru is the parayanam param ayanam the very abode of this karma phala data who is the teacher teacher is where the karma phala data the giver of the karma phala the lord dwells is a guru and that is why he says that the shankarananda is indeed my guru <coughs> or ratihi ratihi means ratihi means bandhu Datu means the giver. So when he gives charity, this Lord, the Lord becomes his very bandhu. He becomes his very friend. He becomes his very parayanam, the supreme abode. And so also the Guru becomes very friend of the disciples, as well as becomes their goal. And that also the Guru blesses the students. <coughs> Anena, the Dikagar continues. Guru Shri Guru Ho Bhakta Ista Sampadne. Samasthim suchitam bhavati. The idea is that the guru is capable, the teacher is capable of bringing about the desirable end for the disciples. What is the desirable end? Freedom. What's the means of that desirable end? Knowledge. So guru is the one who is capable of imparting knowledge or making the student gain the knowledge. That capacity the guru has, and that capacity is or that ability is indicated here by the word. Shri. <coughs> so in this much commentary is explained. Shri Shankarananda Guru. This much is explained in all this. <coughs> Then Padambu Janmane. We said Padam means feet. Ambu Janma means lotus. 
It's a lotus feet. That's what he explains further. Tasya groho padau eva ambujanma kamlam tasya namaha prakvi bhava astu. So guru padambujanmane, guruho padambujanmane. What is padambuja? Padambuja means lotus feet. Padau eva ambujanma. The feet themselves are lotus. Not the lotus of the foot, but then the foot which itself is lotus. It's very usual in the scriptures, in the tradition, to compare the feet with lotus. Feet of the Lord are compared with lotus. Feet of the teacher, feet of any anything that we have reverence for is compared to lotus because lotus is pure. Lotus indicates purity, beauty, fragrance, knowledge. And so Guru stands on his feet. Guru abides in knowledge and therefore the feet are also compared to lotus. <coughs> Beautiful, fragrant, blessing. That which gives me fragrance, which gives me... Uh, you know, lotus always is also cool to touch. So that which gives me coolness, which eliminates my santap or the heat. So the suffering, just as anything that is cool to touch eliminates the heat, here the lotus feet of the teacher eliminate my suffering. The heat of suffering is eliminated by the, the touch of the lotus feet of the teacher and therefore also the feet are compared to lotus. And lotus also stands for knowledge. Because knowledge always is pure, lotus is pure. Lotus, in spite of remaining in water, remains <coughs> unaffected or untouched by water. And so also the one who has the knowledge remains untouched by any effects or influence of any vyavahara. And therefore also lotus is compared to knowledge. So the feet of my teacher themselves are lotus. And to this lotus feet of my teacher, tasmai namaha astu. Nama means prakhvi bhava. What is meant by salutation? Salutation means bending down. Prakhvi bhava, bending down. Not something like this. Salutations are done in different ways, you know. This is a salutation, you know, or shaking hands. Or, this is also okay. But here, namaha prakhvi bhava. Bending down to the teacher, I offer my salutations. <coughs> Okay. Further we discuss tomorrow. <coughs> Om Puranamadaf Puranamidam Puranat Puranamudachyate Puranasya Puranamadaya Puranameva Vashashyate Om Shanti 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 Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Badarayanam Sutra Bhashya Krutavande Bhagavanta Upunapunaha Ishvaro Guru Ratmeji Murti Veda Vibhagine Vyoma Vadyapta Dehaya Dakshina Murtaye Namaha Om Shanti 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 Hai Om Shri